to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. Decided to uh, lay down a podcast tonight because uh, feeling pretty good. I just got done uh, opening for uh, the hardcore legend Mick Foley. And uh, it was uh, an amazing night, a night to remember, man. Huge wrestling fan. Huge Mick Foley fan, and uh, this business sometimes is amazing that uh, I would even be able to sit down in, in the back area with somebody like Mick Foley and, and just chat with him about wrestling, you know. Told him about my brother and how much he loved The Undertaker and and how crazy that match was when... Undertaker threw him off the top of the cage and if you see that Mick Foley's in your area you should definitely go out and check out his show because uh, like other celebrities I've worked with uh, he is actually very funny man I mean he tells a story about uh, his thoughts and feelings after he fell off the cage and uh the stuff that Undertaker said and Terry Funk and stuff and I'm not bullshitting man I I haven't laughed that hard in a long time I mean just the the story of him waking up and seeing uh Terry Funk's shoes and just thinking to himself like why are there shoes over there but uh yeah he's an interesting dude man very uh quiet reserved um he was really heavily on twitter while uh we were hanging out in the back but you know of course that's his business is to be on there and trying to get people uh amped up and involved for his upcoming shows that he's on the road with so it was pretty cool signed a bunch of pictures for me and uh family and friends and uh i don't know it was just one of those magical nights you know he was uh chatting with people and signing belts and talking about you know shows and legendary uh people he wrestled and all this kind of stuff and it just kind of brought up a lot of cool memories for me you know because uh i've been a huge wrestling fan since i was a kid and you know just the the great memories me and my brother and sister had watching like legendary matches and and how like every year at wrestlemania we were just all amped up for the undertaker match and just thinking to ourselves oh man is this the year that he loses and and how they just like took it to the next level and stuff like that and i can remember being a kid with my brother and my dad took us out to the St. Paul Civic Center to see uh, the Wrestling Road Show, and God, man, I'll never forget that night. I uh, saw like uh, 
God, uh, now I can't even remember the guy's name. He was dressed like a a farm worker, but that was the first match. And like the main event that night, I'll never forget was Macho Man Randy Savage versus uh, Ricky the Steamboat Dragon in the steel cage, and just like watching them do stuff, just like amazed, you know. Always watching the Saturday morning wrestling stuff and. You know, I uh, I kind of drifted away from it for a while. Um, just other stuff stuff took over, you know. But uh, I look back fondly on the uh, the couple years that uh, I got to live with my brother, and it was just me and him in an apartment. And he always had uh, Monday nights was raw and always watch it in the living room and we'd get together and just watch the matches and stuff and just so much fun you know and um one of like the craziest stories was uh back when we were kids um like i've said in a couple earlier podcasts like we uh we used to go to vegas a lot and uh pretty much every spring break we'd spend in Vegas when they were paying for my dad to go out there because he gambled so much. But one year we were uh, we were out in Vegas over April, and I think it was 93, and it just so happened that we were there the week that WrestleMania was going on at Caesars Palace. And it was the, I think it was WrestleMania 9, and it was outside. And, uh, just so crazy like my dad would lose so much money at the casino like they would literally just give him any anything he wanted and we were just out walking one day and we saw the like the advertisement or the billboard or something go up that said wrestlemania and uh we were just all like what wrestlemania is right next door are you kidding me so of course we begged my dad like hey come on can you get us some tickets to wrestlemania or whatever and you know god bless him man worked his magic and he got uh four floor seats to uh wrestlemania and uh what's funny is if you actually go and watch wrestlemania 9 and uh you watch uh hulk hogan coming down to the ring to wrestle yokozuna you can actually see my sister hanging over the railing trying to touch him, you know. And you can tell which one my sister is because she has horrible hair. Let's just say my sister in her earlier years made some horrible decisions with her hair. But, of course, I'm one to talk. Uh, I don't have any hair. Yeah, that's another podcast about all my hair falling out when I was 23 which was pretty nice. I probably should have went to the doctor. I probably had some kind of vitamin deficiency or something happening because I don't think all your hair is supposed to fall out in like a year or two, but it happened. What are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, we used to be huge wrestling fans and uh, bought my brother an Undertaker hoodie that he used to wear all the time when Undertaker was wrestling tell you one of my favorite things in wrestling and i know uh a few people out there that are 
big wrestling fans are probably going to roll their eyes, but one of my favorite things in wrestling is uh, when the old guys come back, you know, where it's a surprise, you know, their music's queued up. I'm a sucker for a geriatric wrestler, you know. <laughs> He's not supposed to be here. What is happening? Oh my God. His music was queued up. Uh, I just, it's just so funny to me. Just thinking back to like, you know, you're just sitting there watching and just out of nowhere. And then Hulk Hogan music would, you know, hit. And he'd come running down the thing. Well, not running, but briskly walking down the runway to the the ring and you're like oh my god what is he gonna do well he's almost 80 so he's probably gonna punch four guys in the head and they're gonna roll out of the ring and then he's gonna wave his hand and put it to his ear uh for like a half an hour and then uh and then they're gonna play the music again and he's gonna leave that's probably what's going to happen. But it's just, uh, you know, so many new guys come in and out, and I don't know, man. Like, people are really into the new guys and checking them out, and and I just, uh, I just love hearing the music cue and these old guys come out. But, man, some of them, you know, I... Uh, I guess they just they don't know when when to call it quits, but you know it's what happens. He gets stuck in it, and there's not much else you can do, so you just keep going out there, rolling your old bones out there, and uh, and giving it a shot. You know that's why it's kind of cool to talk to Mick Foley, you know, because he's uh, you know diversifying himself he's writing books doing comic books and stand-up comedy and he's just like got a great mind for business and and branding himself and promoting himself and just a gen genuinely a nice guy you know even in the face of like so like late show tonight I'll tell you about late show tonight so near the front of the the room there was a group of people and they were kind of chatty and he kind of dealt with it well then out of nowhere like one of the guys in the group just vomited all over everybody at the table just like projectile vomited on everybody at the table and it was just uh chaos and for like 15 minutes they had to like mop everything up and clean it so he just stopped his show and just started taking questions from the crowd and uh just handled it like a champ and uh it was just funny because after he made it through all of that and he got towards the end of his show um he was trying to tell this story and there was a guy that just kept doing the what what and if you watch wrestling you 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 understand that like if somebody's taking a long time to tell a story like the crowd just keeps starts taunting them by saying what what and oh my god did he get pissed man that was like the first time that uh i saw him get angry at all and he was mad he wanted the guy tossed out and all that kind of stuff and 
but uh i got to be involved with a bit on stage with him because uh, he uh he does this bit about how he can only say the f word like a couple times on stage because of his contract or something so he tells this huge long story which is uh freaking hilarious about how him and stone cold would uh play pranks on diamond dallas page when they were all in the wcw and apparently uh diamond dallas would like to he likes to hang around the hotel room naked and uh they just got tired of it you know they told him to put some pants on and you know he uh he just liked to let it all hang out as it were so um somebody involved with uh, their road crew or something gave them like four dozen chocolate chip cookies or something like that. So they, uh, they put all the cookies in his bed. So when he, uh, he took a shower before bed and came out and like all the lights were off. So he climbed into bed and took him a little while to realize that he, that the whole bed was full of cookies. So then he gets out of bed and he just starts ranting at Mick Foley and the rant is just laced with uh, fuck. So he can't say it. So he just starts telling the story. And every time there needs to be an F word, he just turns the mic to me and I just I say the F word. And I didn't know how it was going to go over, but it absolutely killed, man. Because uh, I just started saying the... I mean, it's like a 10-minute story, so there's like maybe 22 F words in it. And, uh, so I just had to keep saying the F word. So I just kept changing the inflection and going higher or lower. And, uh, yeah, it did really well. It was just like such a cool night and he has so many great stories about, uh, Vince McMahon and, uh, you know, TNA, you know, I really get into TNA that much, uh, I maybe saw a couple episodes, but it seems like the kind of new WCW, but they're not really doing that well. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, I don't know, man. Wrestling's just had such a huge, uh, uh, another huge part of my life, and just always reminds me of, like, the good times with my brother and, and just hanging out, and I know, like, he was there with me tonight, and just probably like really jealous that uh got to meet uh mick foley and hang out and talk about wrestling a little bit and uh yeah it was just uh just one of those cool nights so uh it was just uh yeah wrestling is just it's always there man you know even as an adult I think it's just one of those things as you get older or whatever and you know with video games and and wrestling and maybe TV shows and stuff like that it just kind of brings you back to your childhood and makes you feel young again and stuff to to believe in it and yeah there's a lot of yahoos there tonight though I mean people that uh you could tell weren't uh, just idol fans that they were uh, huge fans. There was one guy there that uh, actually had a tattoo on his arm that said Cactus Jack. Mick, Fo Mick Foley's had many 
many different uh, personas over the years. He's been uh, Mankind and Dude Love and Cactus Jack and all that stuff. So he uh, <laughs> he told another great story about uh, when he fell off the cage. The uh, like a chair hit him in the face or something like that and knocked his two front teeth out. So he had this like bridge that he put in his mouth to replace the teeth or whatever so uh when he was dude love he would wear the teeth and like people hated it so like he was wrestling stone cold and stone cold like i guess hit him in the stomach and the teeth came out so he stomped on the teeth and threw him in the audience and then like a couple months later he was doing a show and he got a gift box backstage and it had his teeth in it <laughs> It was pretty well, and I I had no idea too that when he fell off the cage and the and the chair hit him in the face, that one of his teeth actually went up his nose, which to me just sounds ridiculous. But you know, that was the the life that he chose. <laughs> and there was another uh, story that was just killing me. Was he was talking about when he was in TN TNA. He had like a 10 minute interview segment with Ric Flair and uh, for whatever reason Ric Flair just started punching himself in the forehead to get himself to start bleeding again. So not to be outdone Mick Foley just started punching himself in the eye and they were both just bleeding and screaming at each other or something but uh, it was just such a, a ridiculous story. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, there's a couple, a couple things on YouTube that have come out in the last couple of years that, about wrestling, that, uh, has just really got, got me laughing, and if you have access to the internet, which, uh, it's kind of a silly thing to say, I don't know who doesn't have access to the internet, but... I suppose you couldn't have access sometimes, but um, there's two specific videos on there that are just hilarious to watch. One of them is, uh, it's called like the worst wrestling promo ever. And it was like this uh, guy from the 80s that was doing like some kind of con uh, wrestling road show. And he was supposed to be like calling out this other guy and... Uh, and it was just horrible, horrible. I don't know if I've ever played anything on here. I don't know. Let's try something tonight, you know. It's a new podcast. I'm going to actually try to get uh, multimedia on this thing and see if I can uh, pull this off here. We will see. But I will write in worst... Worst Wrestling Promo. Oh, and there it is. It's actually called Best Wrestling Promo Ever. So let's see if this will play and if the mic will pick it up. Uh, no, I guess it won't. So, Lesson learned. I probably would have to... Uh, I'm not giving up on this. I'm not giving up on this. I'm going to pull this off. 
think what I'm gonna have to do is is uh, play it on my phone here. Let's see if that will work. And uh, doesn't look like. Well, hang on here a sec. Uh, let's see here. Boo -doo -doo -dee -doo -doo. I'm singing and saying some things to kill time. What do you say? Oh, and by the way, I have literally the worst phone in the history of fucking phones, by the way. Uh... If you have a galaxy, suck a sack. Because uh, I've never had more problems with a phone than I've had with this stupid-ass galaxy. I mean, what phone, like, the biggest problem I have with this phone is, uh, like, if I have to enter information in, like, you know, a text message or phone number or... Uh, you know, an internet address or whatever, for whatever reason, out of nowhere, it it doesn't recognize that I'm even typing on the keyboard. I'll hit I'll hit the the letters, and the thing just stays blank. Doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna be getting a new phone here soon, so that will be nice. Let's see here. Best. Wrestling. How do you spell wrestling? I don't even know. S T L I N G. Promo ever. There it is. Alright, let's see if this will work. If it does, I'll be surprised. Let's go now to that interview. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it <laughs> when things aren't my, going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You've got me mad now. I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I've did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and you treat, cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. <laughs> this time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring. <laughs> I think the best is the uh, is the guy that's uh, interviewing him because the look on his face is just priceless. Or he's trying to get through this promo, and then he goes, he finally makes it through the whole thing, and then at the end, he's just like, "Well, that's something. That's something to talk about. Something to talk about." So check that out on YouTube. It's called the uh, the best wrestling promo ever. But the other thing I, I wanted to talk about was uh, Shockmaster. And uh, I think if you know anything about wrestling at all, you've probably come across this video. But it is absolutely 
the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. So basically the backstory on Shockmaster was that they were creating this new character because I think at the time Sid Vicious was like the heavy and there was a couple other guys and they were just beating everybody. So they kind of needed to bring in this character that was more powerful than Sid Vicious and all of his henchmen. So they created this guy called the Shockmaster, and it was supposed to be like this, like grandiose, like the savior of the wrestling, like he was going to take down all the bad guys and everything. So, uh, so they took this guy and uh, they took a stormtrooper's helmet and they spray painted it with silver paint, and uh, and. So when he makes his original entrance, he busts through like sheetrock and then like was supposed to like come at them and then point and then a guy backstage on a microphone was actually going to be the voice for Shockmaster so they could make it sound more ominous, you know, like I am Shockmaster. I will destroy you. But when he busts through the sheetrock, he actually trips over a two by four that's like down near the baseboard and just falls down. And when he hits the ground, the stormtrooper helmet just spills off his head. And it is by far one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And the best part of the whole story is so he falls down on live television. There's no dumping out of it. Everybody saw him fall. Everybody saw the helmet roll off his head. And uh, there's guys backstage because uh, they're near the guy that has the microphone. And you just hear them all go, oh, God, did he just fall down? Oh, Christ. So then he stands up and puts the helmet back on. And then the guy does the, I am I will destroy you. And uh, so apparently uh, after that, the Shockmaster persona got ruined so bad that, of course, it was like apparently they had a long buildup to the Shockmaster guy showing up. So they invested a lot of money in it. So they couldn't just like the next day pretend like that didn't happen and there wasn't a guy named the Shockmaster. So then... Apparently, they changed the character into this guy that was now dressed like a construction worker. And his thing was that he just kept falling down all the time, which is <laughs> just ridiculous. But, you know, what can you do? It's live television, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so if you're on the YouTubes, look up uh, Shockmaster think it's well you know how to spell shockmaster and tell you how to spell shockmaster but check that out because it uh it is so fucking funny man and uh we're going multimedia tonight maybe i can uh play the audio of it we'll see if we can get that up because it's more uh it's more of a, a visual thing, but uh, it is kind of funny. 
<laughs> the legend of Shockmaster. Oh god, man, this is just so lunatic, lunatic. Well, that got a little away from me. <laughs> Apparently, somebody did a re-edit on it, and they just kept having uh, Sting say Shockmaster to make it even more. Uh, anyways. So, yeah, check it out. The guy's wearing a, uh, a fur vest and a Stormtrooper helmet that's sprayed with purple glitter, and uh, he falls through a wall, and the helmet falls off, and it's probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life, so... If you're a fan of wrestling and you're a fan of uh, silly shit, check out Shockmaster and check out uh, the best wrestling promo ever because that guy is funny too, trying to do his promo. Yeah, so not sure if I got much else on this. I just kind of was amped up uh, after the show. I thought it was like so much fun. You know, it's like sometimes when you're on the road and. You know, same thing over and over again. You try to write new material and perform it, and you know you kind of run into the same guys over and over again on the road, and you kind of hear the stuff. So, when you get an opportunity like this to work with, you know, somebody that's kind of like a, you know, a childhood idol, and it's just it's fun, man. So, just kind of wanted to let you in on uh, how much fun it was tonight, and if you're a wrestling fan, just like. Small insights into Mick Foley. He's a really cool guy, and if uh, he's around your area, I'd, I'd definitely say go check out his show because he's hilarious and uh, the stories are really cool behind the scenes and stuff if you're a fan of wrestling. and Yeah, so this has been another uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. Uh, Podbean, Large Drunk Man, uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. The website's largedrunkman.com. Uh, Mark Poulos, comedian on Facebook. Uh, and like I said in the last, I'd like to apologize for the last podcast that had kind of a buzz in it, and I apologize for that. I realized that uh, it had a buzz later, but it was kind of like one of those podcasts where I kind of just turned on the mic and I, I just started talking and when I went back and listened to it, I felt bad about the buzz, but I thought the the podcast itself was like really good, so I kind of just had to post it. So apologize for that. I have worked out the buzzing, uh, so that's good. But yeah, largedrunkman.com. Uh, I'm not on Twitter anymore, and I, I don't see myself getting back there anytime soon. I know it works for a lot of people, but uh, it didn't work for me, so... I'm just going to steer clear of all that kind of stuff and just kind of focus on writing and uh, and getting my stuff out there other ways. So, But yeah, SoundCloud, Pandora, iTunes, it's all out there, rooftopcomedy.com. So check it out, you know, and tune in next time when we talk about 
Who knows?